Rajava from San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from 13th of October, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. On Monday the 10th, a Russian missile hit the Donetsk region in Ukraine and killed Edesher Kvaratskhelia, a Georgian fighter. Kvaratskhelia had been serving the country from Ukraine since 2014 and had been fighting against Russia since the war started, according to the Ministry of Internal Affairs of Ukraine. 20 Georgian fighters have died since the war broke out. High government officials from the ruling party commented on the Russian missile strikes in Ukraine. Shalva Papuashvili, chairman of parliament, called the latest attacks an insanity, while President Zurbashvili once again clearly expressed her support for Ukraine. However, opposition leaders think these statements are less than what is needed. On Monday the 10th, Try for Georgia, or LELO, called on the country's authorities to approve their draft resolution that aims at declaring the acts committed by the Russian armed forces in Ukraine war crimes and crimes against humanity. On the same day, Marina Muschelishvili, one of the professors at Ivana Jevachashvili Tbilisi State University, posted on Facebook a status update, which many thought was ridiculous and inappropriate, in response to Russia's latest attack on Ukraine. She said it was a pity that the attacks did not destroy the glass bridge in Kyiv and added that she hated glass bridges, alluding to the peace bridge made of glass built in Tbilisi during Misha's presidency. Muschelishvili deleted the status update afterwards, but it still was much discussed after TV Pitavelli covered the story. She has not commented on her status update since. Many people also reacted to Russia's attacks on Monday the 10th. Hundreds held a rally in front of the parliament building on Rustaveli in support of Ukraine. Russian citizens who've escaped Putin's regime also joined the rally. One of them burnt his passport while singing in Ukrainian. On that note about Russian citizens, according to the Institute for Development of Freedom of Information, IDFI, almost 40 6,000 Russians have opened accounts, bank accounts in Georgia, Georgian commercial banks since the war broke out up until the 31st of August. In the same period, loans worth over 480 million lati, about 173 million U.S. dollars, were issued to Russian citizens, which is about 6% less than last year. Huh. Guess this year they brought cash. IDFI's data also revealed that the number of Russian and Belarusian citizens that have entered the country has been growing steadily month by month since March 2022. Moving on, a new fraud scheme damaged hundreds of Georgian citizens who sold items on mymarket.ge. It all started in April 2022 when some users of the webpage received messages in Russian saying that their items were sold and they needed to fill out a certain form to receive their payment. As my market is one of the oldest and most trustworthy sites, the sellers believed it was some kind of updated service without giving it too much thought. Many users filled in the forms with personal data, ID numbers, card numbers, among other things. This enabled the scammers to steal the sellers' money from their bank accounts and to take out loans of up to $5,000. Currently, there's a huge warning banner that pops up as soon as you open the web page informing users about this phishing scheme. Investigative Services is working on the matter. Other news. On Monday the 10th, the Committee on Legal Affairs brought before Parliament a bill on de-oligarchization, but it has no bylaws. However, the legal department of Parliament pointed out that the adoption of the de-oligarchization law 
would lead to changes in other legislative acts, which were not submitted together with the main bill. The department said that before presenting the bill in front of parliament, the committee should present a report on the bill that would include what other legislation needs to be amended. In our previous episode, we talked a little bit about Misha's condition. Want to know how he's doing? Well, we don't have any idea because according to Shalva Khajapuridze, Misha's lawyer, a foreign doctor who's supposed to assess Misha's condition was not allowed to conduct a medical examination on Saakashvili at the Viva Med Clinic. On Friday the 7th, the clinic said that Saakashvili did not have an unusual health problem that local doctors couldn't address, so he didn't need a foreign expert's medical assistance, and they did not let the foreign doctor see him. Criminal or political prisoner, the prosecutor's office pressed more charges against Soso Gogashvili, former deputy head of the state security service. He was detained on the 15th of July. A few days prior to Gogashvili's arrest on the 13th, Georgi Kachichiladze, a TV host, released a, quote, scandalous recording of a conversation between members of the editorial team of the post-factum TV show program broadcast on the opposition Zhvari channel. The recording mentioned that the Georgian Dream, or Otsneba, had committed electoral fraud. According to journalists, they received the recordings from Soso Gogashvili. While the state security service continued investigating the matter, supposedly, on Tuesday the 11th, the general prosecutor's office added charges against Gogashvili. He was charged with intentional disclosing of state secrets and violation of privacy. Previous charges also include violation of data protection and illegal purchase and storage of firearms and ammunition. He might be imprisoned for seven years. However, Gogashvili believes he's a political prisoner and plans to defend himself further, both locally and in the European Court of Human Rights. Femicide in Georgia is a pretty widely discussed topic among gender activists, advocates, and lawyers. On Friday the 7th, the prosecutor's office gathered field professionals and interested parties at a meeting and announced a new awareness campaign against femicide. The campaign will be launched with the support of the U.S. Embassy and the United Nations Women's Program. Recall it back in 2016, the Georgian Institute of Public Affairs in cooperation with NGOs and journalists established a platform within the project tracking violent crime against women in order to reduce gender-based violence. Through that same platform, citizens can publicly and anonymously comment on a crime. Some good news, Tbilisi's fourth international summit of crafts and design, or Ethnofest, is back. Festival will run for three days, from Friday the 14th to Sunday the 16th. It allows local and international buyers to purchase handicrafts directly from manufacturers and learn, learn more about acquired items through face-to-face discussion. Over 150 craft manufacturers, artists, and designers will exhibit artwork and other goods at the exhibition. There'll be participation from Georgia, Bulgaria, Armenia, Ukraine, and the Czech Republic. Another hidden treasure of Georgia is getting all glammed up. The most important restoration work at the Huluti Castle Hall in Kvemokartli Tetritskaro municipality were completed on Wednesday the 5th. The Huluti Fortress was built in the 18th century by Kaplan Baratashvili or Belashvili. It has a tower that overlooks the river from a high cliff where you can enjoy spectacular views. Final stage of the rehabilitation works will be resumed in the spring of 2023. And to close this edition, Vogue listed Georgia's Kartli region among the 12 
most underrated wine regions that you should visit this fall. According to the article penned by Nicole Kleist, people shouldn't miss out on wine produced in Kartli. Want to read the article in full in English? Link in the show notes. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We're wondering, is there any city, region, municipality that we're not covering in our updates that you want to hear more about? Are we leaving out some important topic or just covering it less than we should? Let us know at georgia at rorschach.com so we can add what you think is relevant to the next update. Nachwandis! Nachwandis!